You are listening to the Hot Tip Bets Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 13 of the Hot Tip Bets Podcast. We've had quite a week in college basketball. Some crazy stuff's been happening. Um, Most like every week in college basketball, you know, plenty of news to talk about there. Um, And as always, we'll hit on some college football and NFL stuff, but... It's going to be kind of a long podcast, got quite a few picks on here, so we're just going to get right into it. Let's take a little bit looking about how this last week went in college basketball. Ended up going 3-2 and two, um, over Tuesday and Wednesday um, and Thursday, but we didn't actually have any plays on Thursday. So starting off on Tuesday, we had Creighton plus 3.5 versus Kansas. Creighton ends up losing this game by 1. Um, Kansas wins 73-72. to 72. And, you know, Creighton gets fouled, um, shooting a three late with about 1.1 seconds left, gets fouled, um, which was a shot slash pass slash foul, whatever you want to call that. But they were down three. Um, make the first two free throws. <laughs> I was hoping he would do that, make the first two and miss the last one, ensure our cover. Um, and that's exactly what he did. Boom, caught the cover there. You know, overtime really could have screwed us on that one. But don't have to worry about that. Cover that game. You know, it's unfortunate that Kansas ended up winning um, <laughs> for Kansas haters, but sneak out of that one, you know, Kansas State escapes another close loss to a top 25 team, so definitely something to watch um, as far as Bill Self the rest of the season, but another big game that we had on Tuesday was North Carolina versus Iowa, Iowa minus four in this game was our play, Um, this was also another one for us, Iowa wins 93, um, North Carolina 80, you know, um, Jordan Bohannon did great in this game, put up 24 points for Iowa in this victory, you know, Luca Garza, didn't have the greatest of games, um, and you know, not the biggest Luka Garza fan at all. So I was happy to see that. But you know, we were out in Iowa, so we had to cheer for him a little bit. But North Carolina, you know, they made a push in the second half, got it really close, but really couldn't hold on late game. You know, Iowa ends up winning by 13. Um, and the next game, so that was all we had on Tuesday. Um, for, as far as Wednesday's card, got had three plays on Wednesday. The first game we had was Furman plus two and a half for Cincinnati. Now, we just bet against Cincinnati on Sunday, and, you know, Furman coming in, Furman, the team that I definitely like watching. You know, this game, I think the spread got up to four, four and a half before tip-off, so we didn't get the best line. Um, but unfortunately, that wouldn't have mattered. Furman ends up losing by five in this one, 78 to 73. Um, Kevin Williams puts up 27 points for Cincinnati in this game. And, you know, Furman had it within two there late in the game. Um, had a chance to do something, but Cincinnati hit the, kept hitting their free throws, and Furman just couldn't get it. You know, jacked up a couple elite threes to try to <laughs> try to get us that cover, but couldn't quite do it. Furman loses this one, so that one goes down as a loss for us. The next game we had though was Oklahoma plus one and a half for Xavier, and this was probably our worst pick of the entire card. Um, you know, Oklahoma did not look good in this one; never really had a shot. Xavier wins this one, ninety-nine to uh, seventy-seven. Um, and it just wasn't a great game for Oklahoma, you know, and Xavier um, finishes out their non-conference schedule at 7-0, and so I mean, I would not be shocked, I mean, obviously I think at this point you got to put Xavier in the top 25, or at least up there someone, they're, they're definitely going to get some votes this week, um, which I'm not exactly sure what they are in the hot tip at rankings, but you know, we had them on Sunday. Um, they're definitely a pretty good team. They showed that against Oklahoma and Cincinnati. And you know, they just shot lights out from three in this game. They shot 59.4% from the three-point um, in this one, so definitely a bad loss for us, but an exciting Xavier team. Um, and finally, getting us victorious for these picks ended up going three and two. 
Um, with our final game, when we had Cal versus Pepperdine, Pepperdine wins this game 74 to 62. We had Pepperdine, I believe, minus five in this one. Um, you know, Keller Edwards put up 26 points, eight rebounds for Pepperdine. You know, Pepperdine shot the three at 46.2%. Um, it kind of just keeps backing up the point that the West Coast Conference is not a bad conference, you know, knocking off um, a Pac-12 team, which, I mean, Cal, obviously not the best Pac-12 team out there, but still a Pac-12 team. So definitely just the West Coast Conference as a whole is something to keep an eye on throughout this season. Um, and what should have been the final play from last podcast's picks was Mercer minus five and a half versus uh, VMI. It was scheduled to take place on Thursday. Um, unfortunately, that got postponed. So we finish uh, th- Tuesday's episode at three and two. So before we get into some picks and some just general news in the sports world, I thought we'd get into the viewer questions. Um, I have one question this week on Twitter, so make sure if you uh, want to be featured on next episode, you definitely respond to the tweet or leave that there. But Casey Musgrove Stan asked on Twitter, <laughs> start one, start one, bench one, cut one for the All Dads team and Philip Rivers, Antonio Cromarty, and Ryan Fitzpatrick. Now, as you know, just a troll question or whatever. But if we're really looking at this as far as playing wise. I'm definitely, if we're talking about NFL players, I'm talking, I'm starting Antonio Cromartie, benching Fitzpatrick, and I'm definitely cutting Phillip Rivers. However, <laughs> if we're looking at this more as an actual dad standpoint, I think Antonio Cromartie is probably the easiest cut in the world. I mean, he couldn't even remember his kids' names <laughs> in an interview. And, you know, that might be a little bit of a bias putting him on the NFL team. But, yeah, if we're going actual dad, definitely have to start Phillip Rivers, probably bench Ryan Fitzpatrick and cut Antonio Cromartie. But... Um, yeah, if you have any other questions, um, you know, serious, funny, really whatever, I'll answer your questions on the podcast. So um, drop those on Twitter. Starting off in college basketball, we got a little bit of news. Um, following Duke's loss to Illinois, Coach K talks about questioning the season, you know, should we be playing in COVID times and all of this and whatever. And, you know, it begs the question, would he be talking about this if it wasn't COVID times or whatever? Um, and it really hit later in the week today, Thursday, as we're recording this, he came out or Duke came out and they're uh, canceling their last non-conference game against Gardner Webb. So they are done with non-conference play for the season. So definitely interesting from Coach K. It'll see if anything more comes of it. You know, Duke and Kansas were the first two teams to pull out of the tournament last year, which kind of I mean, they weren't, you know, you had the Ivy, but they were two big, the first two big teams um, to pull out. So definitely be interesting to see what, if anything, comes of that. You know, I kind of, at this point, we have enough teams playing that I don't think everyone would stop. I think it's kind of like a college football situation. Even if we lose a few teams or even a couple conferences, there's still going to be some sort of tournament. So, um, and yeah, one big upset that we have to touch on was Kansas State loses to Division II school, Fort Hayes State University. Um, which really just springs into question, what is Bruce Weber still doing at Kansas State? You know, um, this Fort Hayes team was 0-3 in their D2 play so far and can come in and knock off Kansas State. You know, the first time a Division II school has knocked off a Power 5 school in 20 years, last time it happened was in 2000. Um, then D2 school, um, Texas A&M Corpus Christi knocked off Texas. But, you know, I don't see this K-State team winning much at all this season you know i i would be shocked if they they might sneak out one big 12 victory you know over i don't know iowa state or something <laughs> at home 
but they're not going to beat the top five teams in the conference. You know, I think Bruce Weber, he's going to be gone much sooner than later. So definitely something to look out who they end up hiring. Um, and another interesting thing that we had on Wednesday, Lamar made a great half court buzzer beater to win the game. Um, you know, it wasn't, you know, you, you know, uh, when the game's tied and you hit a buzzer beater, it doesn't really have as much because, you know, if you miss it, you just go to um, overtime or whatever. But it was still a great buzzer beater. Um, and I definitely at some point want to get a like actual buzzer beater ranking system up on the website. I think that would be a really cool idea. If, if anyone has any you know thoughts on that or has done anything like that in the past, definitely reach out. I would love to talk to you about that. Um, and yeah, another kind of interesting game that we had was Texas Tech, <laughs> Abilene Christian. Very low scoring game here, fifty one to forty four. Um, you know, Abilene Christian only had 14 points at the half, you know, not the craziest we've seen. Um, you know, we've seen in like 40 point runs or whatever happened this week too. And just kind of crazy. And, uh, Wisconsin bounces back after their loss, um, beating Rhode Island. So they'll probably still drop in the AP pool a little bit, I would imagine. Um, but who knows? We'll have to wait and see on that one. But yeah, that about wraps it up for the college basketball news. Moving into the college basketball picks for the week. We start off on Friday, um, and like always, these Friday picks, um, since the real odds for the game are out as the time of recording, these will all be the official lines that I um, was embedding what I can get. So, starting off on Friday, we have Appalachian State, uh, <laughs> said that kind of weird, Appalachian State plus five versus Charlotte. Um, App State comes into this game as the 199th ranked team in the hot tip bet. Power rankings three and one on the season. Charlotte, on the other hand, the 180th ranked team, one and three on the season. Um, you know, this Appalachian State team's really done a good job of shooting free throws, 83.3% from the uh, three point line. Um, and to, kind of to back that up, offensive rebounding, 32.4%. So just a very good team on the offensive glass. Um, Charlotte, on the other hand, only shooting 69% from free throw and only offensive rebound, only grabbing those at 23.3%, which you know isn't the worst um, in the world, but definitely. Not great, and this App State team's also done a great job defending the three and shooting the three. Shooting the three at 35.7%, defending it at 26.4%. Charlotte shooting it at 32.8%, um, and defending at 28.6%. So definitely a close matchup, but I think given Appalachian State plus five in this one, definitely going to be my play. I definitely like them in that game. Next game we got on Friday is High Point taking on UNC Asheville. High Point comes in as five-point um, underdogs in this one. We had UNC Asheville on a card a couple, I know, last week. Sometime we had them, um, which their game ended up getting canceled. Um, but this time we're going against them. We're going to go with High Point. You know, they come in. At, both these teams come to this game one and two on the season. But one of the thing that's really interesting about this High Point team is just not turning the ball over, not getting stolen. You know, only getting the stole, ball only had the ball stolen 4.3% of um, their possessions. Asheville, 92 um, and only turning it over 13.2%, um, well, actual 24.5. Um, but yeah, they've also done a great job shooting the ball just all around, you know, 38.6 from three, Asheville 31% from three, um, and free throws to 71.3 from the free throw line, and Asheville only 57.1% from the free throw line. So definitely like high point plus five in this one. Next game we got, final game for Friday. We got Iona minus two and a half versus Fairfield. Iona comes in as the 285th ranked team in hot tip bet rankings. Fairfield as the 297th. Iona is one and two on the season. Fairfield 0 and four. And you know, even though Rick Pitino only has one win um, as Iona's head coach, definitely still got this team in the right direction. You know, 
in a game like this, I would take the, you know, coaching experience, the national champion head coach. I would take him every day of the week. You know, Iona shooting the ball 33.3% from three, 81.4 from um, the free throw line while Fairfield in their hand, 26.1 from three and 63.8 from the free throw line. And this Iona team, you know, while they're not the most efficient team in college basketball, you know, 226th in offensive efficiency, this Fairfield team is dang near close to the end, you know, <laughs> 15 from the end, 14 from the end, whatever, 343 in offensive efficiency. So definitely like Iona minus two and a half for the final play on Friday. Moving on to Saturday's picks. Now, as always for Saturday's picks, um, these since the odds for these games are not out as the time of recording this, these are the Ken Palm look ahead lines. So definitely check Twitter, Instagram, and hottipbest.com. Um, Saturday morning to see what the official lines are. But starting off, we got UMKC taking on Toledo. The Kimpom Look Ahead has this as Toledo minus 13. Um, UNC, UMKC comes into this game as the 20, or the, sorry, 288th ranked team in the country, um, while Toledo 133. And you know, both these teams sitting right at 500, UMKC 2 and 2, Toledo 3 and 3. Um, and you know, this UMKC team. You know, they're only, or they allowed K-State's only win of the season. Um, again, I mean, a loss for them, but, you know, their only win of the season. Well, this Toledo team's been playing really good. Um, this Toledo team comes in as a 74th team in offensive efficiency and 160 defensive efficiency. This UMKC team, on the other hand, not good at all. 292 in offensive efficiency, 264 defensive efficiency. Um, and they just really haven't been good. You know, Toledo shot the three very well, 40.4% from the three. Um, but one interesting thing about this Toledo team, while they're shooting so good from the three, they're shooting just slightly better from two, which is kind of a strange stat. You know, only 41.3% um, from two, while uh, UMKT 36.1% from the three and 613 from free throws. So I definitely like this Toledo team, even at, you know, a high number like minus 13 or whatever the um, closing line ends up being, you know, this Toledo team was a team that I was very high on a couple of years ago. And I think that they're going to get kind of back to that this year. I think they're going to have a real good chance to win some games. So definitely like Toledo as a favorite in this one. Next game we got on Saturday's card. We got Stony Brook versus Bryant. Bryant um, is three point favorites according to Ken Palm. Look ahead in this one. Stony Brook comes into this game at one and three. Bryant comes in at three and two. Um, and Bryant's been shooting the ball very well. 41.3% from three, 75.7% uh, from the free throw line. With Stony Brook, 29.8% from three and 57.8% from the free throw line. Um, and this Bryant team has done a great job not turning the ball over. Only 18.2 turnovers um, per, per game or 18.2 turnovers percentage per possession. Um, while Stony Brook only turned it over on 23.8% of their possessions. So this uh, Bryant team, very, very efficient. 189th in Kim Palm efficiency, offensive efficiency, uh, Stony Brook 317th. So definitely like Bryant um, again in this one. Um, next thing we got on Saturday's card, South Alabama minus three versus Southern Miss. South Alabama comes into this game four and two, Southern Miss one and two. Um, the South Alabama team has kind of shot lights out compared to the Southern Miss, you know. South Alabama, 41.8 from three, 58 from two, 67.3 from the free throw line. While the Southern Miss is dang near the bottom in all three stats, you know, 21.1 from three, 31.2 from two, and 46.9 from for the free throw line. Now, granted, those stats have to come up eventually, you know, otherwise they would be shooting at some remarkably low pace. Um, and I'm sure once conference playing stuff starts, it, it will come back. You know, they've had a little bit of a, 
a decently tough schedule, but still turning the ball over 22.6% of the time, while South Alabama only 18%. Um, this this South Southern Miss team just is not efficient at all. 328th in offensive efficiency, um, while South Alabama 141st in offensive efficiency. So I like South Alabama minus the points in this one. Um, the next game we got on Saturday's card is probably my favorite, maybe behind Toledo. Uh, I definitely like Toledo, but this Wyoming team, uh, Wyoming come versus Utah, uh, Utah Valley. Um, this Wyoming team feels like a team that I'm betting on a lot this year. You know, last year we were betting on Furman and North Florida a lot, and those definitely um, paid out well for us. Um, the year before we had a lot on Toledo. But this Wyoming team, you know, they just had a win last week over Oregon State. We were on that, you know, as nine-point underdogs that went outright. Um, the Kimpom look ahead on this one is minus five, so we'll see what that ends up closing at. But, you know, they're shooting the ball extremely well. 36.3 from three, um, 57.7 from two. Utah Valley not quite as good. 31.2 from three and 44 from two. Um, and they're really just doing a good job on both sides of the ball, you know, 161st in offensive efficiency, 190th in defensive, but Utah Valley, nowhere near that, 305th in de- offensive efficiency, 273 defensive efficiency, you know, even going on the road in this one against Utah Valley, definitely like Wyoming um, as the favorite in that game. The next game we got on Saturday, um, big Saturday card here, but UAB minus four, Versus East Tennessee State, UAB comes into this game 138th and 5 and 0 on the season, which is dang good. Um, ETSU not quite as good, 175th and 1 and 2 on the season. This ETSU team has just really struggled to shoot the ball. Only 22.2 from three, 45.7 from two, and 66.7 from the free throw line. But UAB 33.3% from three, 55.5 from two, and 72.6 from the free throw line. Um, and you know this. UAB team just shooting lights out, um, not turning the ball over, only turning out 15.6% of their possessions, while UTSU 26.6%. Um, they're just a very efficient off- offensively, you know, 105th in offensive efficiency on Kimpom, um, while ETSU only 265th on offensive efficiency. So definitely like UAB and get in this one. Um, now, if you noticed <laughs> anything so far about uh, college basketball Saturday card, um, well, they are just the Ken Palm look ahead lines. It is definitely a lot of favorites. But for the last sixth and final pick for the college basketball card, we got UC Santa Barbara plus one versus Loyola Marymount. Um, UC Santa Barbara comes into this game. Um, again, that plus one, the Ken Palm look ahead. But UC Santa Barbara comes into this game at 3 0 and 121 in the hot tip at rankings with Loyola Marymount. Um, 230, or sorry, 20, ah, 2 and 3 and 176th in the hot tip at rankings you know the UC santa barbara team just efficient on both sides of the ball 132nd offensive efficiency 119 defensive efficiency and you know while i'm in the marymount not bad on offense you know 128 they're pretty close um their defense isn't quite as good at 169 um but the San, uc santa barbara team has just shot the ball extremely well this season 41.2 percent from three 77.8 percent from the free throw line while Iola marymount 31.3% from three and 70.9% from the free throw line. Um, and yeah, this, uh, this UC Santa Barbara team, just really like them in this one. I think they're going to definitely cover against Loyola Marymount. So that'll be the final play for Saturday's card in college basketball. Moving on to Sunday, um, December 13th. Again, these are just the Kim Palm lookaheads. Uh, we got Wright State minus one versus Bowling Green. 
Wright State comes into this game as the 104th ranked team in my rankings, while Bowling Green 141. Um, you know, Wright State has shot the ball decently well, 35%. You know, Bowling Green a little bit better at 37.6%. Um, and Bowling Green has one stat that really pops out comparing these two teams is Bowling Green, 81.7% free throw, which is good compared to anyone in the country, but especially when you compare it to this Wright State team that's only shot 51.5% from free throw line. You know, if you're only making half of your free throws, you're not going to win very many college basketball games. That's just how, what it comes down to sometimes. Um, you know, you know, their offensive efficiency, not the worst in the world at 142, but Bowling Green a little bit better, 111. So I definitely like Bowling Green um, in this game, um, whatever that ends up being. Next game we got on the card is Richmond plus nine versus West Virginia. Now, I'm a big Bob Huggins fan. I really like this West Virginia team. You know, I liked them a couple years ago um, when they went to the... Or they they were in the CBI or the NIT, I can't remember now. But I definitely liked them then. Um, you know, they got one loss in the season against Gonzaga. Um, but this Richmond team is also undefeated with a win over Kentucky, who, which at this point in time, not as great as a win as we once thought, um, which we don't need to get back into that. But, <laughs> you know, and Richmond's going to be a decently big underdog in this game, you know, and they've shot the ball pretty dang well, you know, 34.1 from three, 57.2 from the two. Well, West Virginia only 31.9 from three, 43.8 from two. You know, this Richmond team, one thing that just really sticks out is their field goal efficiency, 55.1% um, field goal efficiency, uh, while West Virginia, 45% field goal efficiency. So um, this Richmond team, it's just too many points to give a Richmond team that is pretty good in the A-10 well, compared to this West Virginia team. So definitely like Richmond in this game. And now the final card for the weekend for college basketball. We got San Francisco minus three against Cal. Now we're going back to a system that worked pretty well earlier in the week, taking the West Coast Conference team against Cal. Um, you know, Pepperdine beat them earlier in the week, but San Francisco comes into this game, 86th ranked team on my rankings at four and two on the season, while Cal 139th ranked team and two and four on the season. Um, one thing about the San Francisco team, very efficient on both sides of the ball, 77th offensive efficiency, 78th defensive, while Cal 174 on offensive efficiency and not terrible on defense 106. But if you watch that uh, Cal Pepperdine game, on Wednesday night, Cal just did not look good at all, and I kind of expect more of the same. So, gonna roll with San Francisco on this one, and trust the West Coast Conference to get us our final, final victory of the this weekend. As far as Monday's card goes for college basketball, it's a super small card, um, so we're gonna have no plays on that one. All right, moving into college football for the weekend, a little bit of news here before we get into the picks. Um, not a whole lot new to report on i guess you know michigan backs out against ohio state which kind of everyone i think could see that coming you know michigan's been having a lot of covid problems and whatnot um and as everyone expected the big twin changed the minimum game requirement to allow ohio state to play in the big 10 championship which kind of whatever i really wish that this ohio state team you know would have been able to schedule texas a&m this week but as far as they're concerned that would just be a stupid move because basically all they have to do is beat northwestern and they're in the college football playoffs. But, I, which I think at this point is kind of pretty much a log. It would be very hard unless, if they do, if they're undefeated, and I, I don't see any way that they'd really get left out. Except for one, maybe, scenario. And that would be, if Clemson beats Notre Dame and Florida beats Alabama, then you would have two one-loss teams in the ACC and two one-loss teams in the SEC. 
I could see Ohio State getting left out of that situation because those four teams, I would much rather see those four teams in the playoffs than Ohio State. And I really don't know who ends up getting left out if that does happen. I think it would really come down to which game was closer. You know, if Clemson beats Notre Dame by a lot, you know, I think they'd put Alabama in. But, you know, Notre Dame already has a victory over Clemson this season. So it's kind of hard to leave them out and Alabama being number one before. So it comes down to definitely margin of victory. You know, the easiest path we have to a simple playoff would be, you know, Ohio state wins, Clemson beats Notre Dame and Alabama beats Florida. And then it's pretty much cut and dry. It's hard to make an argument for any other teams getting in, but definitely going to be interesting to see what happens with the playoffs. Um, and you know, We've always been talking about it's definitely time to expand the playoffs. You know, I really think that, I mean, there's no way a group of five teams is going to get in in this playoffs. You know, we thought maybe Cincinnati for a large part of the season, but basically for a group of five to get in now, that group of five team would have to go undefeated and the next best team would have to be like a two loss team, which is just never going to happen. So, um, and yeah, as far as games and stuff go this week, um, we got Army Navy taking place. Going to be played at West Point for the first time since I think 1943. So definitely going to be a fun game to watch. Always a great game um, just to throw on. Unfortunately, they're not going to get the weekend all to themselves this year like they normally do, but still a good game to watch. Um, and one piece of <laughs> news that I saw over the over the week here was Boise State head coach Brian Harish. Um, there were some leaked emails. Apparently, he wanted he wanted Boise State to leave the Mountain West after they had decided to postpone their season in August um, to let them play. And I don't disagree with him at all. You know, I really don't know what conferences do at this point besides tell teams they can't play games that they want to play. You know, um, we saw that with Nebraska being in the Big Ten and whatnot. And I definitely think that you know we haven't really had any major conference realignment. You know eight or nine years now ever since you know a&m and uh missouri and colorado and nebraska left the big 12 you know i guess we had the big you know the big east coming back and all that but you know nothing's happened in the last few years it's really huge conference realignment so definitely think we could see some of that coming up pretty soon but that's enough talking just about college football let's get into the picks for the weekend first game we got on the college football card is utah versus colorado colorado two point favorites in this game Game set to kick off at 12 p.m. Eastern on Saturday. Utah comes into this game at one and two. Colorado comes and one and two against the spread. Colorado four and zero and four and zero against the spread. And, you know, I think I've been on this Colorado team in two of their two or three of their four games so far, and they're just so good. You know, 31.75 points per game. Utah only 22.67 points per game. Colorado is moving the ball super well up and down the field. 432 yards a game compared to Utah's. 365.67. Um, you know, this Colorado team, just 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 a good team. You know, I think they're the easily the best team in the Pac-12 this year. And it is kind of funny that they're getting no college football playoff talk being undefeated. You know, I, it, you know, they started so late that it's hard to say get any talk, but you know, they're not gonna they're not gonna end up being a whole lot worse than what Ohio State is being, you know, if they can just keep winning games. So um, you know, only turn the ball over 1.25 times a game compared to Utah's three. So definitely like Colorado minus two in this one. Next game we got is Georgia versus Missouri. Uh, Missouri is 13 point underdogs in this game. Game set to kick off at 12 p.m. Eastern on Saturday. 
Um, you know, Missouri cracked the top 25 in the college football playoffs this uh, week, or playoff rankings this week, coming in at number 25. You know, Missouri 5-3 and three on the season, 5-3 and three against the spread. Georgia 6-2 and two and 3-5 three and five against the spread. Um, you know, Missouri just really has never been a good team since joining the SEC, you know, and they're not a great team right now, but top 25 team. And I just really don't think 13 points is something that's going to, that they're not going to be, I think they're easily going to be able to cover this team against the Georgia team. You know, at home, you know, they're moving the ball extremely well, 434.76 yards a game compared to Georgia's 397.13 yards a game. Also doing a great job not turning it over, only 1.13 turnovers a game compared to Georgia's 1.6. Um, and really doing a great job limiting penalties, only 5.75 penalties for 47.38 yards compared to Georgia's six penalties for 56.63 yards. So I think Missouri can easily cover 13 points in this game, you know. Um, they're not a bad team at all, so that's the pick for that game. Next game we got on uh, the college football card is a American matchup between Houston and Memphis. Memphis five point underdogs in this one. Game set to kick off at three thirty p.m. Eastern Saturday. Um, Houston comes in three and three and three and three against the spread. Memphis five and three and only two and six against the spread. You know, this Memphis team has struggled at times this year, but they've also really done a good job moving the ball. 501.31 or 0.3 yards per game um, is absolutely an insane stat line. You know, Houston, not too far behind them, 4.25 or 425.83 yards a game. Um, you know, Memphis just not turning the ball over 1.75 turnovers a game compared to Houston's 1.83, which is pretty close, but um, still a little bit of an edge there. Um, and one of the biggest things for this Houston team has been their penalties. You know, 8.17 penalties per game for 74.33 yards. You know, it's really hard to win games when you're committing that many penalties. You know, Memphis only 6.38 penalties for 56.75 yards. So I like Memphis um, plus five in this one. Um, next game we got on the college football card is North Carolina plus three versus Miami. Um, game set to kick off at 3.30 p.m. Eastern. Um, I mean, Miami comes into this game with only one loss, you know, that one loss being to Clemson, you know, eight and one on the season, North Carolina on the other end, seven and three on the season. Um, but this North Carolina team, uh, while they've been spotty at times, they've done a great job just scoring points, you know, 41.1 points per game compared to Miami's 34.86, uh, moving the ball super well, you know, 534.5 yards, you know, 30 um, point, 30 minutes and 13 seconds time of possession um, compared to Miami moving the ball 445.44 yards a game compared to their 28 minutes and 53 second time of possession. So this Miami team, I think they'll be good maybe in a few years. You know, I guess they're kind of they're kind of already there. <laughs> they're just not quite up there. Um, I, I don't know. This Miami team just not just not as smooth. I really like this North Carolina team coming in here. I think they probably win this game outright, but we're gonna be taking them plus three in this one. And the final pick for the college football Saturday, we got Cal taking on Washington State. Washington State, two-point underdogs in this one. Uh, Late-night game set to kick off at 10.30 p.m. Eastern. Cal comes in this game, 1-3, and 2-2 two and two on the season. Washington State, 1-2, and 1-2 two and one and two on the season. Uh, Washington State's done a good job uh, putting up points. Even without Mike Leach, they've still been able to move the ball pretty well. You know, 380 yards per game, 26.67 points per game, which isn't the highest. That's not, that's not Mike Leach numbers. But, you know, Cal, 319.5 yards per game, 20.25 points per game. Um, you know, this Washington State team, they've had some some setbacks, you know, with um, games getting canceled and whatnot. But I really do like them at home in this one um, to cover that two-point spread. So that's the final play for the college football card. 
All right, before we move on to the NFL picks for the weekend, let's talk a little bit about what's been going on in the NFL over the last week. Um, kind of just pushing through the end of the season, you know, <laughs> weeks 13, 14, 15, kind of always the same every year, just kind of getting towards the end, seeing what the hunt's looking like as far as playoff teams go. Um, as far as that goes, can't got to start off. Got to talk a little bit about the Cardinals, you know. Um, definitely after we lost to, you know, <laughs> losing that last game to the Rams, you know, and losing to the Patriots and the Dolphins and everyone we've lost to here recently, it's definitely not been great for the Cardinals, but you know, be, if we beat the Giants this week back in the uh, playoffs, you know, once, if the Vikings and Bucks game doesn't really matter who wins that one, will jump whoever ends up losing that. So just need to win out and the Cardinals are in the playoffs. That's really all that comes down to, you know, Daniel, I did see the Giants could have Daniel Jones returning this week. So have to wait and see. Um, what that ends up being, um, but a little bit of other stuff that happened over the week um, since the last podcast. Des Bryant on Tuesday tested positive right before the game, um, and then promptly opts out of the season. <laughs> it would appear, although he has walked that back a little bit um, here in the days following that. Um, definitely a strange move <laughs> by Des Bryant there. Um, but it's going to be one thing that I think could be very interesting moving forward with the NFL. We've seen games, you know, this season, we will see a game played on all seven days of the week um, by the time of season, assuming that the Friday, you know, Christmas game doesn't get canceled or pushed back or whatever. We'll end up seeing that because, um, you know, at this point, all we have is Friday and Saturday and fr Saturday is almost guaranteed to happen Friday, you know, because you create something crazy happen because I think we'll have one game then. But definitely interesting to see if the NFL tries for more Friday games you know they've long done it um not played Friday games because of college or high school football you know and obviously Saturday you got college football but definitely be interesting to see if the NFL has any other I guess non non-Sunday games uh, moving forward um but that about wraps it up for college football news um I guess one more thing that I wanted to touch on um Really quick, I have a couple things. One, Cowboys get flexed out of primetime, um, which is a shocking move. Um, I mean, the Cowboys stink, obviously. You know, the Cowboys final Niners game was probably not going to be much of a draw. Um, and I'm sure Browns Giants will be way better. But it's just kind of crazy. That's something that you would never really expect to see is the Cowboys getting flexed out of a Sunday night football game. So definitely like to see that. Um, makes you feel good. Um, and yeah, one other thing, I think the Washington versus Steelers game, you know, Alex Smith kind of already cemented himself as comeback player of the year, but you know, after he goes and beats Big Ben, which is probably one of his biggest competitors at this point, especially since the Steelers were doing so well, um, I don't know how you give it to anyone else except Alex Smith, so early congratulations to Alex Smith for winning comeback player of the year. But that's enough for college, uh, call it, that's enough for NFL news, let's get into the picks. First game we got um, on Sunday's card, we got the Broncos versus the Panthers. Panthers, three-point favorites in this one. Game set to kick off at 1 p.m. Eastern on Sunday. Broncos come to this game at 4-8 and eight and 7-5 and five against the spread. Panthers come in at 4-8 and eight and 7-5 and five against the spread. So identical records um, straight up and against the spread. But, you know, the Panthers have done a good job putting up points, 23.33 points per game, 54.83 yards per game. Well, the Broncos, on the other hand, 18.75 yards per game. Um, and three hundred twenty five point nine, uh, five, nine yards per game. Um, you know, Kirsten McCaffrey was slated to be back this week. Uh, I wrote down here on the notes here that Christian McCaffrey should be back for this game, but we did not see him on Thursday's practice. He, um, did not participate. So who knows what the Christian McCaffrey status is? Um, it's definitely going to be a big, 
play into this line. Um, I would expect if he ends up not playing that the Broncos, it's going to move more towards the Broncos way, but the, our official play will um, be minus three. So definitely if you can get a better line than that, I would definitely take it. You know, Panthers only turned the ball over 1.8, um, oh, eight, um, times per game. Well, Broncos 2.33, definitely struggling there. So definitely like the Panthers, um, whatever you can get that at next game. We got on Sunday's NFL card is the saints minus six and a half versus the Eagles um, game set is the late game set to get off at 425 p.m. Eastern Saints come in at 10 and 2 and 7 and 5 against the spread Eagles 3 8 and 1 and 4 and 8 against the spread um, Saints done a good job putting up points and moving the ball this year you know 28.92 points per game compared to the Eagles 20.08 uh, points per game also move the ball extremely well 371 yards a game Eagles only 319.08 yards a game um, and also done an amazing job, you know, the time of possession, 33 minutes and 13 seconds compared to the Eagles, 28 uh, minutes, 55 seconds. Um, you know, this will be Jalen Hurts' first game as a starting quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, Drew Brees still not back for the Saints, so definitely still have that to to factor in. But I do like, you know, Taysom Hill's been playing extremely well. Um, and while I like Jalen Hurts, I think he is probably a much better quarterback than Carson Wentz. Um, definitely just can't lay this, or get, try, lay yeah, definitely can't bet on the Eagles on this one. So definitely like Saints minus six and a half. Definitely staying under that touchdown. So that's the pick for this one. Saints minus six and a half. And the final pick for the weekend for the NFL is Sunday night football. Saints plus, uh, I'm sorry, Steelers plus two versus the Bills. Steelers come into this game 11 and one and eight and four against the spread. Bills nine and three and seven and five against the spread. Um, you know, both these teams. Uh, very similar teams, very similar resumes, but Steelers come in putting up 27.83 points per game. Bills right behind them at 27.75 um, points per game. Um, time of possession also very close. You know, Steelers 32 minutes and four seconds time of possession. Bills 30 minutes 59 seconds time of possession. Um, but one thing that Steelers team done really well and it's helped them win games is limiting penalties and not turning the ball over. You know, only one. Um, turnover per game this season builds on their hand 1.42 turnovers a game um you know Steelers only 5.5 penalties for 45.17 yards well the Bills on the other hand 6.75 penalties for 64.67 yards um so you know I think the Steelers after their loss against the football team they're definitely going to come out of, into this game wanting to win because you know at this point no matter who they lose to as long as the Chiefs keep winning they could end up losing their bye so they have definitely have a lot to play for here um, so definitely like the Steelers plus two in that one. That about wraps it up as far as picks and everything go for this week's episode. Got a lot of picks, especially in college basketball. Definitely seasons ramping up here, you know. Definitely gonna have a little bit of a slowdown as far as Christmas. Um, I'm not exactly sure what the college basketball schedule looks like over the Christmas break. You know, usually there's about a <laughs> four or five day window there where there's basically no games happening. I don't know if we're going to see that this year or not since we're, you know, getting postponed, canceled and whatnot, but um, definitely have to look into that. But if you haven't already checked out the computer model picks on the website, you know, horse racing's up there, college basketball, college football, NFL. Um, if you want to see all those uh, posting picks for all the games every day. Um, and when the NBA is coming back in a few weeks here, those will be back up on the website. Um, and, the college basketball rankings dropping every Monday on the website, so definitely let's take a look at those. Um, and I'm currently working on the results pages on the website, getting those. Um, I mean, they're up to date. They have the current stuff on there, but I'm getting those kind of revamped and easier to interact with, so you can kind of filter them better and look it through those. So expect that in the next couple weeks. And yeah, as always, make um, sure you're following Hot Tip Pets Chris, following me on Twitter and Instagram. 
Um, links down below. And also make sure you're following just the Hot Tip Bets main account on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Um, and if you haven't already checked out the podcast in video form on YouTube, definitely go subscribe um, like that. That definitely helps out there. So yeah, that about wraps it up for episode 13 of the Hot Tip Bets podcast. Um, I'll see you all guys on Tuesday. <laughs>